takes a lot of guts for these young people to get up here and share in front of all of these stern faces. So I encourage you to really be an engaged audience and encourage our kids, right? You can give a amen or witness or yeah, tell it, preach it, whatever, right? Give some amens, right? Because these students have the gift of faith and the gift of youth, and their sharing could be very transformative for us this morning. So I encourage you, no matter what age you are in your stage of life, that you be open to what God wants to share in your life through our young people. Um, too often we dismiss the youngers because they don't um, have it all together or they always complain and argue about having to do chores, right? So we um, think that just because kids complain that they don't have any biblical wisdom. But the truth is I complain all the time to God about all the bad stuff that I have to do or, you know, detailed stuff that I hate. But he still uses me. Amen. That's right. Thank you. There you go. Thank you, not Steve. That's great. So anyway, this is Brecklin. She's an amazing young girl and is going to share some of her heart this morning about some things that God has put on her heart as a result of our trip to the Navajo Nation um, and whatever else she feels led to do. So please welcome Brecklin Craig. Thank you. Um, so I was one of the few many people that got to go to the Navajo mission trip, and that was just such a great experience for me. But my ultimate favorite time that of the whole week that we were there was probably climbing up Window Rock. And a lot of people were scared, and Boston, my sister, was one of them. She was like, we, we, there was a part at the very beginning where it was very, like, just a steep incline, and she did not really want to go up it. Like, she had to have lots of help, lots of encouragement, and finally she ended up getting up there. But finally we got up to the top later, and then there's a big old circle that is just hollow that you could climb up onto. It's very narrow, but you can officially be on the top of Window Rock if you climb up it. And so I was like, okay, I'm totally going up this. And so I got to the top with Eric, and Eric was there saying, like, it's okay, just hold on to me, and you'll be okay. Step here, step here, step here, and it'll be okay. And so with Eric's leading, I got up to the top without falling off and dying or tripping or slipping on rocks. <laughs> and so I got up there. I got a cool picture. I got a scream out of the top of my lungs on it. And then I got back down, and then Boston's like, I am not going up there. And then I was like, isn't it crazy, just looking on it, isn't it crazy that God made this? And then she said, yeah, but he could have made it a tad bit safer. <laughs> and then it just kind of, I call it my happy, silly, fun time. It's just a time when you're just like screaming, super happy. But that, at that moment when she said that, it took me out of my happy, silly, fun time. And then I was just kind of like, yeah, God could have made this a tad bit safer, but he didn't. He made it for the people who are willing to take the challenge and climb up, who are willing to take the leadership and guidance to go up it. And then later that night, I had a vision, and it was of a book, like a really old book with like these rigid pages that looked like they had been torn. And so I opened the book, and nothing was on it. Like no words were on it, so I was, it looked like the, flip, the pages were just flipping. And then all of a sudden, words started appearing, and then this is what it read. It said, I didn't make life easy for you just to walk right up to the top of the mountain and see your peak without facing any challenges or putting in any effort. Yes, I made it a challenge for you to make it to the top because you need to realize you need help reaching it. 
You need accountability, trust, faith, hope, and acceptance in me. If you ask, your family, your friends, and most importantly, me, I will be there for you, and I will keep you in the palm of my hand so you don't slip on the rocks, so you don't have to fear when you look down to the ground, and so you can sit at the top of the mountain that I, had, that I made and admire what I have given you. I love you, Brecklin. Never forget that, my child. And so that was just a super-duper cool experience, and then I immediately just, like, opened my eyes and started crying because I had never really had, like, that powerful of a vision before. And just seeing that and then the... Like, the work that you put in, God gives back, and he gives you assurance that he's there with you. And it was just crazy for me because that whole week, I, we, not just me, but we had been digging up a basement foundation, and that took a long time, a lot of hard work. And just seeing everybody do it with such joyful attitudes, it just gives you assurance that even though it's hard to get up this mountain and hard to dig up this basement foundation, it gives you assurance that you're going to make it to the top and that it'll be okay and that you can finally see the top of the mountain and what's down below. So, thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Breck. Okay, so next we have an amazing young man who just graduated. This is Christian. Hey, say hi, Christian. There you go. Cool. Here, you get this. Eventually, you'll hear this. There we go. So we have students running the tech booth, which is super cool. So Abram is on the soundboard, and Kelsey is running the computer today. So it's great, great job, you guys. So Christian was going to share about his experience in the Navajo Nation. And so Christian, can you tell us what was um, for you your favorite part, uh, or what stood out to you the most about the trip? Um, my favorite part was probably just like Breck said, we did a lot of hard work, but we all enjoyed it, and I liked seeing our progress and how fast, like, there were some things we did that I thought were, like, never going to get done, and then by the end of the day, it'd be done. It was, like, it was just crazy to see all that and that we were doing that for them. Amen. And what was the most difficult or challenging part of the, the trip? Um, probably just the early mornings. That's the biggest thing for me. I'm not really a morning person, but... Other than that, it was a great time. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Um, and what would you say were uh, some God lessons, right, things that God showed you while you were there? Um, what really opened my eyes was there were things that, like, Cody and I would do, and it wouldn't seem like such a big deal, but kind of like climbing the, uh, the window rock and stuff. And, but we'd see for other people it was a huge deal. And it just kind of opened my eyes that people see things in different ways and how I don't know, it was just really eye-opening to me. And also, I was really told to start listening there. So that was just moving on me for some reason. So ever since then, I've just been listening more for God. That's awesome, bro. That's super awesome. Yeah, we all could use a little more listening, right? Do you have any scripture verses or Bible verses or stories that stuck out during our devotions or quiet time or anything? Yeah, there was one that um, was brought up multiple times. It was Romans 12. It was... I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was, like, kill all evil with doing good and, like, work, which was, like, tied right into what we were doing there. So it just really stuck out to me. Thanks, Christian. Great, brother. Thanks. You ready, Blaine? We're going to switch orders. We have a change of order. 
This is the only time in the youth ministry's history that we're ever going to change anything last minute. Amen. That's right. Okay. This is Blaine Van Space Alkin, right? A stud who was a, one of our key workers for the Butler Mission Week. So Blaine was going to share a little bit about BMW. So Blaine, um, what was for you your favorite part or what you enjoyed the most about BMW? Um, my favorite part uh, was probably New Mana because we started at 6.30, correct? Yeah. And we expected to get done at 8.30, and we finished it in an hour, packing 15,000 meals. Just doing it that quick, and we had so many people. We had two times the people we had this year than we had the previous year, which is insane. And uh, what stuck out to me the most about that was how many people can come together and do God's work so fast and quick when we all just work together and have the same mindset together and just work together. Amen. That's awesome. So for you, what was the most challenging or difficult or headachey part of BMW? Uh, the heat, definitely. It was like 180 half the time. <laughs> yeah, about. Felt like it. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, what were, uh, would you say was a God lesson or the, theme, things that God showed you that week? Um, don't take things for granted because me and a few other students from BMW went to um, Lake Point. And a lot of them have mental and health problems. And a lot of them are just are happy. Like, they have problems in their life no matter what they have, health mental, but, but they all have hope and they're all happy. And a lot of us just take things for granted. Like we have one problem and our whole day is terrible when we should just be happy and have hope for the day after that and for the afternoon or the morning or whatever happens. That's awesome, Blaine. Cool, man. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yep. Super cool. All right, where's Boston? There she is. Awesome. So this is the Boston that Breck talked about, right? All right. So Boston, you went with us to the Navajo Nation, right? Yes, I awesome. did. Awesome. Which is where Buddy's from. At least a part of him. Right? <laughs> right. Anyway, okay, so... Boston, what for you was the most uh, special or stood out to you the most about the trip? Um, well, we did a lot of hard work, and I, with the mission trip, was expecting more, like, interacting with the community and seeing the immediate, like, reaction of our, like, hard work and stuff. But one day, I got to go with Eric and help with that floor, like he talked about, and I helped this girl named Mary. And... Um, we went and made floor plans and roof plans for redoing a roof, and we did one other thing. I'm not um, a deck, but that was probably my favorite part was just getting to see, like, the immediate reaction of how we helped, and at the end of the week, she came up to me, and, like, she gave me this necklace that she had, and she just came up to me and was like, she put it over me, and I don't know. It was just so sweet to see, like, how we impacted them, and it was just a lot of fun. So what was the hardest part for you? Um, definitely, I was just like, I was tired all week, but I had so much joy in what we were doing and getting to hang out with people that I don't really like 
I didn't really know, but now, like, <laughs> I know. Did you say people you don't really like? No, 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 no. But we would, we would go to bed at, like, midnight or 1 and then wake up super early, like, I don't know, was it 6 or 7? And so, like, we didn't get much rest, but still, I felt, I don't know, I was just rested by God, so. Awesome. I thought you were going to say the habaneros. Oh, yeah. I ate one of those, and I cried. <laughs> those things are hot. Yeah, she had the tears and the boogers and everything. It was awesome. <laughs> All right, so um, would, were there any God lessons that you felt like you put on, on your heart? I would really just say, like, going there, you just see, like, how much in need, like, those people are. And we take that for granted here, all the blessings and things we have here. And not even going there, but just BMW. And over spring break, I went to Belize and, and Mexico. And you just see all these different things that you're not aware of here. And we just have so many blessings and opportunity. And I think we miss that sometimes. So that's what I took from a lot of different places I've been to. Thank you, Boston. Okay, where's Jacob Bolin? Not only does he kill it on the saxophone, but he is a hardworking young man, so welcome, Jacob Bolin. All right. So, Jacob, what you, are, you served and stayed all week here for Butler Mission Week, right? You braved the overnights, hearing everybody snore and all the other weird stuff that happens in the guy's room back there, right? What was your favorite part of BMW? Um, <clears throat> I think my favorite part was delivering the cookies and getting to see everyone else's reaction and their different uh, point of view for what we were doing. Um, like when we went to uh, Dylan's, one of the ladies wasn't having the best day in her life. She wasn't having the best day, and we delivered the cookies and said that uh, God is there for you, and she started crying. So. Because of the cookies or because you said God <laughs> will be there for you? Uh, mostly just because we were there for her, and we, she knew that uh, God was helping her. Awesome. What was the most challenging part for you? Probably when you were waking us up. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, uh, well, one morning you spanked all of us. <laughs> Wait, let's stop the video real quick. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, you're done. Thanks, Jacob. That's good. That's good. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, man, I asked for that one. I did, man. Well, you didn't get up. You got to do what you got to do. But only the guys. Yeah. No. Yes, yes, I didn't go into the girls' room. Yes, okay, anyway. Okay, so what were, were there some God moments for you or some God lessons, some thoughts that you, God gave you? Yeah, um, knowing that some people don't take the time to do other things for other people and for us to go out there and help others who maybe didn't expect it was... Uh, really nice to see because they just really didn't know what was going on until they finally saw it. So. 
That's cool. So the unexpected blessing of people getting yeah. help. Cool. And is there any um, scripture or Bible verse that we talked about or that you read during our devotions or quiet time that stood out to you? Yeah. Um, it was the, I don't remember what it's called, but um, the one about he was saying that we are his masterpiece. And that kind of just stuck with me through the whole week. So. Awesome. Anybody know where that's from? We are God's masterpiece. I'll give you a hint. It's on the yellow piece of paper back there. It's still there from our week. Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared for us from long ago. So we are most doing what we were created to do. We, we understand how much we are loved by God as his masterpiece. And when we do the works he prepared for us. So as we serve, we are doing what we were created to do. Right? Which is what you meant to say, right? Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Anything else? No. Did you want to talk about how I impacted your life? <laughs> All right, you're done. Okay. Thanks, Jacob. You're done. Uh, all right. Man, this is great. Um, where is Miss Ellie? Is she here? Okay. You're up, girl. Ellie's our, our final student to share this morning. Um, do you want to stand? Okay. Okay. So Ellie jumped in last minute to, for the BMW trip, which was super cool. So um, she is going to share her heart with us this morning a little bit as we wrap up. Well, hi, guys. Wow, it still is the morning, isn't it? Um, okay, so during uh, the Butler Mission Week, I, we got to have a special little quiet time in the morning, which is probably one of my favorite parts of the day. But um, during that quiet time, God had kind of shown what he was, has been trying to imprint on me for probably like about a year now, about time I got it. But um, so it's in Mark 5. Yeah, sorry, I didn't tell you about scriptures. Um, okay, so Jesus was just coming back, and there was this ruler that had came from somewhere. And he was like, dude, my daughter has just died. But like, if you will come, I will take you to her. If you would just lay your hand on her and just bring her back, that is all that I need. That's all that I want. Um, and he fell down. His name is Jarius. Um, fell down and implored him earnestly, was begging him. And we all have those moments where Sometimes we've got things that are going on in our lives, and we just fall at God's feet, and it's like, this is what's up. I need help with this. This is what I'm going through. Um, and just asking for his help and just like, dude, can you just lift this off of me? Um, so he got Jesus to go with him. Um, so they're walking, and then this is the moment where the woman with the bleeding sickness, who just would not stop bleeding, 12 years, which is actually how old the, the girl was. Um, so they're walking, and there's this huge crowd, and she somehow reaches out, touches the hem, he stops, and all the while, Jarius is over here like, why are you stopping? My daughter is over here. Like, I just, if you could just come on, we could get this over with, like, want to see my kid 
So um, they're going. She gets healed. He calls her out on it. Um, see where we can find it. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. And while he was still speaking, um, there came from the ruler's house uh, some people saying that your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? And we have times in our lives where when we're waiting for that answered prayer, things will come up and it's just discouraging. Where it seems like you've taken steps back, you're reminded of your current situation, and it almost kind of seems really bleak, like it's not getting anywhere. Um, and Jesus had heard them, and he said, do not fear, only believe. And there's times where we can let that consume us, and it just, it consumes us, and it's like we forget that he's there, and that he's the God of all things. Um, and then, I knew this was going to happen, where I get up here and I blank. So I wrote it all down. Um, okay, so the ruler um, who came to Jesus and asked him to, re- to come and resurrect his daughter, not only did he have the faith that he would heal her, he said he only needed to touch her and that she would be healed. But during that time, the journey from when, from when he came to Jesus, from when they got to the house, the location of his daughter, said answered prayer. Um, come all the way to the house. Darn. For when he came to Jesus and asked him to heal her all the way to his house, he still had the faith and trusted God that he would stay true to his word and that he would go and heal his daughter. Um, We might all be believing in God for something, whether it be answered prayers for a loved one, health, for food on the table, for our finances, however big or however small it may be. Um, But we have to have the faith and trust that no matter what, that he will come and stay true to his word and that he will answer the prayer. It might just take a little bit longer to get there, than we expected or that we planned. Um, We just have to have faith that our prayer will be answered and perfectly, that he might not answer us how we want to be answered. Um, And I think that's truly trusting God, is that no matter the outcome, is that it's still the way that it should be. Not the, it might not be the way that we want it to be, but it's how it should be and that it is perfect and all in his timing, which is also perfect. And that's about it. So that's kind of what God's been laying on my heart. That's awesome. Thank you, Ellie. Um, definitely that, that word of the Lord not answering when we ask or how we ask, but trusting that somehow it will turn out the way it was meant to turn out by our Father who loves us and knows what we need more than we do. That's a tough journey. And for Ellie as a young student to start wrestling with that even now sets her up to be an example of faith for many years to come. Um, So um, as we close today, uh, it's such a blessing that we have these students willing to share their journey of faith a little bit. And I just had two thoughts as we close. And one is, 
to be considering where you are in your journey of faith and to be listening, as Christian said. What is God doing in your heart and in those around you that he wants you to pay attention to? Sometimes he stirs our hearts over and over again because we're not listening. And it could be a habit or a a fight in your family or a pattern in your life or a discomfort or an argument or uh, things that keep coming up again and again. And those very well could be the Lord's mercy, that he's going to repeatedly show you where you need to listen and thump you on the head, you know, where it's not getting any better. And it's like, yes, it's because I'm asking you to listen. And then, um, like when the Lord reveals the difficulties, instead of running, turn and face the mountain and climb the mountain knowing that Jesus is there. And as Ellie said, he will answer and lead in a way that is probably different, but more powerful than you would ever imagine. And that we could be able to journey together as a community of faith, knowing that we are not alone. Um, And then the second thought I had for you is that as our students have shared this morning, and we head into this coming school year, as a community, uh, my challenge to us as adults and beyond is that we would be supporting these young people because they face a huge challenge in this world. They're just at the beginning of their journey of faith, and yet they've already spoken to us some powerful lessons. But they're going to face things unknown that they don't see yet, and we don't know. But what they do need is a community that will surround them with prayer and with support. So I encourage you, adults and parents and aunts and uncles and grandparents, to be praying for our youth, to be praying for God to to strengthen them and protect them in this world of compromise that battles for their souls. And also to be praying that God would raise up leaders, adult leaders, to help us in our youth ministry. We had um, almost 60 students finishing the year last year, and we're going to start in August. And uh, we are really in need of adults uh, to help us in our journey. We have kids, they get together. um, We have games and food, and then we have small groups. And the small groups... Uh, and I can ask the students, where do you share the most personal information? Is it when they're a big group doing, you know, nine square? Is it when I'm giving my life-changing talks that are awesome? Say yes, McKenna. No. Okay, right? When do you get the most connected and get the most help? During what time of our youth? Small groups. Yeah. Small group connection of one-on-one. Small group meaning five to ten students. If you have 60 students five to ten per group, how many adults do we need to do that to lead a small group? Six at least. We want to double it up so that we have two adults for every small group. So how many is that every Wednesday night? Twelve. Guess what we have at the same time? We have middle school and we have high school. So how many adults do we need to run a proper youth, a powerful youth ministry that allows the kids to be open and vulnerable and share and cry and pray and know that they're not alone and be able to get raw and real and find support. How many is that every Wednesday? 24. Right? We had like two at the end of last year. It's an impossible task. But I'm calling us as a church, we need to step up and be available just to listen and to allow God to work in the lives of our students. They have so much to learn, but they also have so much to offer. And what they need are adults who are willing to just be there and say, hey, what are you doing? What are you going through? How can I pray for you? I don't have any answers, but I serve a God who I absolutely, without a doubt, can tell you he has the answer. 
So what we do is we point students to Jesus. That's all I do. I am not very smart. I'm not very organized. I'm not very well-dressed. But I am called by God to point students to Jesus and to say, I don't know the answers, but I can tell you Jesus does. So go to him, and let's go to him together. And when students, like Blaine said, we take a, a difficult situation and we let it ruin us. And Blaine said it best that we forget that there's a tomorrow and there's hope. But sometimes all we need is somebody to say, hey, tomorrow's coming and it's going to be okay. Trust Jesus and keep your eyes on him. So I encourage you and ask you to think and pray about helping out as an adult leader for a small group with our youth ministry because we have the opportunity and the responsibility to change El Dorado by how we influence these young people. And we are strategically located right across the street from the high school and right down the street across the creek from the middle school. The, every church is, is given a position and a location and a ministry. Some of the churches in, down, in, in downtown Adorado, they run um, the food ministry and they feed homeless people that wander by because they're right there. Guess what we have wandering by every day? Students. And it is a huge call to lead students to Jesus, and it takes numbers. So I'm asking you to pray and consider helping out on Wednesday nights, um, once a month, twice a month, every week, as you feel that. It can be somebody really old, like, I'm not going to name names, um, uh, or college students, wherever you are in your journey, um, uh, you can have a, a presence in somebody's life, even if you don't know anything or any Bible verses, right? So, um, that, those are my thoughts, and I'm so proud of all of you students for helping today. Um, so let's give them a hand one more time. Super cool. So we're going to head into our time of offering, and this is Maddie Van Space Alkin. She's going to lead us into that. It's time now to worship God through the act of giving. God is so good and asks us to share in his work through our finances and offerings. As an act of faith, we give our tithes to Jesus and trust him to provide all that we need. As we gather our offering, please put your connect cards in the offering basket so that we can know how to best pray for you and stay connected with you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for how you provide for our needs. You are our good shepherd and we honor you. Please bless the money and offering that is given today. Please give our church leadership wisdom in how to best use the resources that you have given us. Please bless those who give today, that they can know your love and blessing in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.